Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. don't know is that that's the third time we've tried to record this because number one I was looking at my phone number two I was halfway between saying me and now then Fifi decided she wanted to dig her claws into my leg so that hence this is the third take welcome back to everybody wants to be a cat my name's Jess my name's Riley and this is the podcast where we talk about cats not dogs because dog people suck not dogs suck dog people suck yeah mm. okay Let me clarify my position. I like dogs fine. I just hate dog people because they're the worst. Anyway, Riley, what have you got for us tonight, today? Fuck. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to be talking about um, the phenomenon of the cat in the square or in a box. You know, you put it. They do love them boxes, don't they? They do like those boxes. And I'm going to be talking about uh, an Italian cat called Tommaso. (gasps) Tommaso. Which is a great name. And uh, uh, we'll get to him a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. And what are you I'm going to be talking about signs that your cat is grieving and how you can help. Aww. I know. So start us off with uh, cat squares, please. Thank you. Good night, Riley. Yes, please. All right. Got it. So uh, everyone has probably, you've all seen, I imagine cats like, you know, Sitting in squares, people on Instagram, it was a whole thing of people would like tape a square onto the floor and cats would like look at it and then sit in it. And that'd be, that's the whole thing. Like they just like squares. They like being inside it. Um, So they've been doing a bit of digging as to why this is a thing. Um, Yeah. So as I said, it's been all over Twitter, been all over Instagram, everything like that. Um, The uh, cats feel powerless to resist the call of the hashtag cat square is the sentence here. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yes, God. Uh, The social media fascination is a variation on a question um, heard over and over as um, one of the panelists on Animal Planet's America's Cutest Pet series. Um, They were asked to watch video after video of cats climbing into cardboard boxes, suitcases, sinks, plastic storage bins, cupboards, um, wide-necked flower vases. Um, And uh, the question kept coming up, why do we think that they do that? Like, why, why do cats feel the need to just get into stuff. Um, they're busy. They're, they're busy, yeah. Um, it was, you know, there was a lot of people saying, oh, it's like that each climbing or like, you know, squeezing in incident has a different explanation because of different stuff. Um, but there's not really a different explanation. It's just that cats like to squeeze in the little spaces where they feel safe and secure. <laughs> that That's it. <laughs> they just like being cozy pretty much. Um, Same, just by the way. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> You're so fucking rude to me. As if I am. I made over your Tinder. <laughs> I did you a solid, okay? Yeah. Cheers. We're still on this. Um, yeah, so they just like, they don't like being out in the open and exposed. Well, some, some probably do, but um, most cats prefer to huddle and, and be, you know, close. That's why they always like to cuddle in when, 
you know, at night or whatever, or as Fifi is now, cuddle up on Jess's lap. Yeah, we're talking about you. Correct. She's just. Uh, Can we just point out the fact that Fifi is sitting on my lap and not Riley's lap? Yeah, I think you're hogging it, hogging the cat. Uh, she made the choice to sit here. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Ow! 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 Oh my god! That hurts so much! Oh my god! No, it's fine. Okay. Good lord! How does this keep happening? I don't know. Doesn't happen to me. Okay. Ow! All right. Um. So, <laughs> so when cats are young, they used to snuggle in with their mother and their litter mates and everything like that. They feel really warm and they like all the contact. It's very soothing and everything. Um. It's like swaddling as a baby. Um. You know, you, a lot of people swaddle their. How many their babies, babies have you swaddled, Riley? Uh, a couple. Um. And my little brother when he was like nine because he was annoying me. <laughs> you um, have a brother. Yeah. So we've spoken about your sisters, but we haven't spoken about the brother. I think we have. Who's the brother? He's Lockie. He's 12. All right. Hi, Lockie. <laughs> we haven't spoken about you yet. I didn't know you existed. I swear we have. No, don't. He actually quite likes the podcast. He listens oh, to it a lot. Yeah. Lockie, you're my favorite. See you, Olivia, <laughs> you weirdo. And Soph doesn't get a mention once again. Oh, sorry, Sophie. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Um, so the close contact with the um, – with the box's interior or the square's interior or the vase or whatever it is that they get in, uh, releases endorphins in the cats, apparently, causing pleasure and reducing stress. Um, it's basically just a comfort thing. They like to feel, yeah, safe and secure. So, yeah, they like uh, getting into uh, getting into boxes and everything like that. Um, they make nests as well, like little – a lot of cats make nests, like particularly mothers where they give birth. Um, they'll – like I know um, – when one of my cats in the past had kittens, there was always like um, she would have found something like even like old newspaper or something like that because we didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> and like she Hashtag just... Hashtag your pets. Yep, that. Um, and yeah, they'd like cuddle up in the newspaper and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why they do it. They climb in that kind of stuff because they want to feel safe. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. And God, it looks cute when they do it. It I looks just... so stupid. When you see him get stuck in a vase, <laughs> how you doing? Um, so in the middle of that, uh, silently, I was recovering from uh, Fifi. Dick once again, her Zane is a responsible pet owner and trims her claws. But the little girl—I was about to say a nasty word, but I won't because I love this cat so much. <laughs> she likes to sharpen her back claws so much they are like tiny daggers, <laughs> and. They hurt so much and I think I've got so much cat hair on my hands because she's molting because all the cats are molting at the moment because it's hot. It's getting hot and it's just getting into my eyes now and I can't stop rubbing my eyes, but that's okay. I'm all right. I love cats. Hashtag I love cats. Hashtag everybody wants to be a cat. Hashtag I fucking can't cope right now. Hashtag help Jess. Send help. (laughs) Okay, we're going to bring the tone down a little bit. Oh, good. um, I don't want to get emotional because, like, I'm so – this has been a really hard week, just to put it out there. Um, this video started going around on Facebook of this cat. Um, <laughs> such a loser. Um, and he 
is sitting and he's looking at like an iPhone and you know how people put up videos of like cats chasing videos and stuff like that on their iPhones and I just yeah, I yeah. just thought it was that. And it is context. A cat who's lost its owner and there's a video of the owner that comes up on the phone and the owner starts talking and then the cat starts cuddling up to the video. Mm. And it is makes you feel so many emotions as I am feeling right now because I am an emotional wreck. Hashtag Jess Emotional Wreck 2018. Um, so I wanted to find out just about um, cats and grief. I mean, we've talked about, you know, us as humans losing cats and how um, devastating it can be and everything. But I wanted to kind of know, you know, if you've got a kitty friend and unfortunately you pass away, like how are they going to cope? So this is from the hillspet.com website. Um, and it says little attention is paid to the subject of grieving in cats, largely because they are often seen as independent animals that, are, that retain much of their wild nature. But cats do exhibit behavioral changes after the loss of another cat, and sometimes these can be difficult to understand. So this is in context of a cat losing a mate, basically. When animals are closely bonded, they are more likely to be upset by the loss of their companion. Well, example of this is friends of Zane and I's, uh, Xanthi and Ben, were living each, living with each other for a brief period of time and there's Percy and Toothy um, and I now uh, live in the proximity of Toothy. Um, but Percy's now really sad that Toothy's gone. Mm. Oh, what was that? I think she just hiccuped. <laughs> this has, been a, this has been a ride this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um, even cats that constantly fight can grieve the loss of a feuding partner. While no one will ever know if a cat understands death, they certainly know that a fellow housemate is missing and that something has changed in the house. The owner's distress of the loss of the pet may also be communicated to the cat, adding to the confusion it may be feeling. So the signs of a, a grief in a cat. There's no real way to predict how a cat is likely to behave because cats – um, when a cat is, when a companion is lost, some cats seem completely unaffected, and indeed, a few may even seem to be positively happy when their housemate disappears. Only children. Others may stop eating and lose interest in their surroundings, simply sitting and staring. They seem to become depressed. A few cats undergo personality or behavioral changes when a companion is lost. While there's been no major research on the subject of feline bereavement, bereavement, um. A survey by the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals found that cats ate less, ate less, slept more, and became more vocal after the death of a companion. But encouragingly, in the 160 households surveyed, all pets that lost a companion were behaving normally within six months. So how can you, as a pet owner, help your cat? So there's a number of things you can do to help a grieving cat overcome the loss. Minimizing changes gives the cat time to come to terms with the loss of a companion cat. Keep the cat's routine the same. Changes in feeding times or even simply moving a piece of furniture around can cause further stress. A grieving, a grieving cat may go off on its food. A cat that goes off on its food for several days is in danger of potential fatal liver disease called uh, hepatic lipidosis. Encourage eating by warming the food slightly up. I've heard that. If you put the wet food in the microwave because like the smell of like hot food mm. helps the cat. Yeah appetite uh, sit with your cat during meal times to provide reassurance and don't be tempted to change diets to stimulate appetite as this may cause um, digestive upsets spend quality time with your cat by grooming them and stroking them stroking them and playing which riley and i are both currently doing because fifi is all up in my lap right now um, and don't attempt to replace a lost cat immediately 
while remaining or while your remaining cat may be missing a long-term companion, uh, they're unlikely to welcome a stranger when it's still unsettled and unsettled about the loss. A new cat at this time simply provides an extra source of stress. Um, oh, the Pet Bereavement Support Service is a confidential telephone helpline that offers such support throughout a national network of trained volunteer telephone befrienders. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's an American line, but I'm sure you can find one in Australia too. That's really interesting. Poor kitties. Because often you see people, you know, they've had like two bonded cats for several years and then they go in straight with a kitten. Mm. And then they're like, oh, why doesn't the cat like the kitten? Because he's still recovering. He's still upset. Oh, it's so sad. But, yeah, so there's some info for you. So, Riley, pick it up. Thanks for that. Give me Tommaso. All right. What's he got going on? We're going to talk about Tommaso. This is a guy. um, He's from Italy. He is – oh, my computer's playing up. Uh, Classic Riley, right? Yep, that's me. That's what I'm here for, to just slow things down a bit so these episodes go for at least 20 minutes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Tommaso is a black four-year-old Italian cat. Um, And that, you know, you'd think that's about as remarkable as it gets, like being a cat in Italy. That'd be kind of cool. On the topic of cat grief, Tommaso, um, his his owner, um, 94-year-old Maria Assunta, she passed away and uh, left her fortune to him. This cat is richer than I will ever be. This cat was left $13 million. Hey, Tommaso, you're looking real good right now, doll. Do you need, like, liver treats? Do you want a comfy bed? How about you give me a smart, like, $1.5 million and then we'll chat, doll? Mate. Left. So Maria, when she passed away at 94, left her entire estate to Tommaso, who also was a stray. She took him in like when he was younger and then left him a buttload of money. Like this is a rags to riches story for the ages. Um, Talk about Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, bloody hell. So Asunta's lawyer, Anna, Anna um, <laughs> said that she left the fortune to Tommaso in her will, which she wrote herself in their office in Rome in October of 2009. Okay, so this was a little while ago. Um, Times of India reported Asunta didn't have any children and was the widow of a successful builder. She gave her lawyers the mission to identify the animal welfare body or association to which to leave the inheritance and the task of looking after the cat, Tommaso. Um, under Italian law, animals cannot inherit directly but can be named beneficiaries once a trustee is found. Um, so while Assunta's lawyers search for a beneficiary, um, uh, Stefania, who was um, a nurse, uh, became Assunta's nurse. The two met in a park. She began to take care of Asunta when she started growing very frail and had been named trustee of the cat and of his fortune. So this nurse who was just looking after this lady. like chilling out in a park and then started looking after this lady. Oh, my God. I I promised her that I would look after the cat when she was no longer around. She wanted to be sure that Tommaso would be loved and cuddled, said Stefania. And if that's not enough on its own, here's 13 million bucks. Wow. Um, Tommaso, okay, so Tommaso's fortune is about $13 million. He is the world's richest cat, confirmed world richest cat. He is not the wealthiest house pet. Tell me, don't tell me it's like a snail or something. Then I'll nope. be really mad. It's going to piss you off even more. It's a fucking dog, isn't it's it? It's a dog. I don't hate dogs. I hate dog people. Anyway. His name much- is Gunther. He's a German shepherd. I like German shepherds. 
He was left $138 million by heiress Carlotta Liebstein. Liebenstein. I mean, stoked. Stoked for this dog. But, oh, my God. Do they not have relatives? Is that why rich people are rich? <laughs> yeah. They don't have relatives? Could be. So weird. Here's $100 million. Here's $138 million. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. This is wild. I would be so stoked to have 1% of that. What about, like, donating, like, a million dollars or $130 million? Like, leave the dog $8 million. You can have like, $8 no million, Gunter. And then donating it to, like, an animal rescue or build a building that a bunch of dogs can live in or a bunch of cats can live in. We'll give Use like some logic, people. Tommaso's not going to be able to spend $13 million. Stefania might. Fucking Martha. fools. Let's hope Stefania's looking after Tommaso. That's all I can say. All right. Oh. Well, that was that. Righto. Man. Rich people being rich. Anyway. 13 million bucks. So, no, it's your turn, Riley. I was about to jump in with the Instacat of the Week. Continue. All right. So, bringing it back home, we are going to talk about our best friend's felines for this week. We've got a fella called Bay. B-E-I even. Bay. Bay. Um, he was born on the 30th of March, 2016. So he's a he's a he's a grown boy. Um, he's a male. He's a domestic short hair. He's got some really cute markings. He's got like a diamond right in the middle of his forehead. He does. And he's got like a tiny little patch of white on his nose. And he's got like a Harry Potter scar like on his nose. This dude's rad. Um, so he is uh, cuddly when he knows who you are. Um, he loves the company of other cats. He's fine with his carer's small dogs. Um, he hasn't been tested with kids, but we'd probably be suited to older children. Again, children that aren't going to be too handsy or anything like that. Um, and so, speaking <laughs> Fifi of handsy. keeps on like passively, aggressively, like touching Riley on the arm, being like, you're not patting me, son. Pat me. Um, okay, so Bay came into, the care, into care with his sister um, when they were five weeks old. His sister was adopted, but Bay is still waiting for his forever family. He's a bit timid with strangers, but once he knows you, he's super affectionate. He loves to sit on your lap while purring contently, and he's always curled up on the bed when it's bedtime. Due to his shyness, he would best suit a home with no children or like older children, as we as we mentioned. Um, he loves other cats. He loves the company of other cats. Um, and another cat-friendly feline in the home would be a wonderful asset to Bay and would help him overcome his initial shyness. Zane, are you taking notes? Are you listening to this? We're trying to get Zane to adopt another cat because two cats are always better than one. Then I can have one sit on my lap. Um, no. Rude. Um, so Bay is a beautiful boy, and if you can look past his shyness at the start and give him the time and love he requires to blossom, he'll be a fantastic addition to your family. Oh, we do roo roo. So if you want to um, jump on and have a look at Bay or any of the other cats that uh, Best Friends Feline's got, there's quite a few, um, jump on their website, or if you feel like you want to um, have a bit of a meet and greet with one of the kittens, um, email inquiriesbff at gmail.com, and uh, they'll be able to accommodate you there and set you up with your new forever friend. Cute. All right. So what's on Instagram? Okay. So I cannot believe I haven't talked about this earlier. So normally what we do in this section of the podcast, if you haven't listened before, is we pick like a cat Instagram. This is my favorite thing to look at on Instagram and it's called Bodega Cats of Instagram. Oh, Lord. So if you don't know what a bodega is, it's kind of like a small convenience store thing. 
and Bodega Cats of Instagram is people going around to bodegas in New York and finding cats that live there. So there's one in the snack box. <laughs> there's one standing with a lucky cat. So, like, obviously they're there to hunt mice and get rid of vermin and stuff like that. There's one chilling out with all of the soft drinks. Oh, my God. Um, there's one hanging out with young coconuts. There's, like, a video of a bunch of kittens. They just hang out and they protect the bodegas, doing their good boy and their good girl jobs, you know? Oh, look at look he's in Look, he's in the lifesaver box. Oh, buddy. And then that's one. Oh, he's with the tin tomatoes. <laughs> Oh, my God, look at this guy. Oh, my God, he's climbing the thing. He's climbing the spice racks to get to the cookies. Oh, this is such a cool idea. This guy's I so wish we fat. Were oh, my God, look at this guy in the ATM machine. <laughs> oh, Fifi, okay, I'll pat you. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that is my favorite thing to look at. So, if you need something, I just wish we were as charming as this. I mean, I know it's kind of gross, like animals hanging around, like on food and shit. But look, he's sitting on the shelf next to the sugar. Oh, he's so cute. So, yes, Bodega Cats of Instagram if you need something cute to look at. Um, Well, this has been another tumultuous episode of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It's been a fucking time, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. So if you want to follow more of our antics, you can find us on Facebook at Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Fifi is licking my leg. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Please send us an email with, uh, like, just send us photos of your cats. That's all I want. Somebody. Someone, please, for the love of Jesus, send me an email that tells me about your cat and sends me a photo. Uh, make sure you tell your friends to subscribe because guess what? We're still in competition with the dog podcast. And you know what sucks? The dog podcast. <laughs> so we need more subscribers. Have I listened to the dog podcast? Yes. Are we better? I think so. The end. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a nice week and life and give your cat a kiss for me. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.